look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here on News Talk 770 and More Than Money here with Dave and Faisal. And uh, we're going to talk a little tax. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, you ready? There might be some further changes, some further tax loopholes. That are that being closed. Potentially being closed. Yeah. Right? Well, they're going to be closed. They're going to be closed. It's just a matter of how, how, right? Yeah. Okay. So to help us understand that, Nizam Shijani, senior partner with Shijani LLP, chartered uh, professional accountants. Nizam, thanks for joining us. Always happy to be here. Well, I'm not sure people are going to be happy to hear your message. Well, <laughs> it's not your message. We won't shoot the delivery man here. But let's talk a little bit about what the government is proposing. Okay, so there are a few proposals in place. Uh, so the, the accounting world is all up in arms now. Uh, looking at uh, what they've uh, done is really there's you know, decades of jurisprudence planning around a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, way way people take money out of their companies, the way they invest money within their corporations as well. And really, they seem to be targeting small businesses, uh, looking at closing what they're calling uh, loopholes uh, uh, within the uh, Tax Act. So there's three key areas they're looking at. Uh, one is uh, income sprinkling. The other is passive investments within their uh, small businesses. Mm-hmm. And the third area they're looking at is capital gains. Uh, so for uh, income sprinkling, what they're looking at is uh, traditionally a lot of small businesses have been taking money out of their corporations rather than the one individual uh, taking out a couple hundred thousand dollars themselves. They look at uh, taking a dividend out, uh, smaller dividend out for themselves, one for their spouse, and then another for their adult child. This that has traditionally given them some advantages, and they're looking at closing those advantages. So what they want to do now is subject that to a reasonability test. Okay. So uh, so far, what they're doing with the reasonability test, these are all proposals. So uh, so you do still have some time to at least complain to your uh, your uh, MPs uh, and, and the like. But what the reasonability test is looking at is a special connected person uh, having that individual being likely the person who has some shares, some uh, ownership uh, interest in the corporation, or the main decision maker for that corporation looking at them and their relationship to other family members. Uh, if they are related to somebody else who is also receiving a dividend, so they're taking a dividend out themselves or, or a, fa- a related member of their family is taking out a dividend, they look at that additional person getting that dividend and they con- they want to consider any labor, uh, any capital they've contributed, as well as risks they've, they've taken within that uh, within that business. Uh, they want to keep that all in, uh, in mind as they do a reasonability test for the amount of dividend they're receiving from that company. That's kind of the first test test they're looking at. It's not just related to dividends as well. They're extending that reasonably test uh, likely to lifetime capital gains exemptions as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is that that time where you end up selling your business uh, and uh, you have that over $800,000 distributed tax-free to the shareholders. If there are multiple shareholders, you get to multiply that that amount uh, for each shareholder. They're looking at subjecting that to reasonably test as well, uh, and uh, so they've had they have some numbers in there. Uh, they're looking at uh, limiting that to maybe one percent of their uh, of the capital that was contributed. A lot of times, the capital that's being contributed is a hundred bucks, so it's yeah. not a very large amount. Yeah. Uh, or they're looking at uh, and they'll be annualized, so you know, three years you get uh, three dollars out of it. 
but uh, that uh, they're also looking at uh, not allowing anybody under the age of 18 to have access to that uh, lifetime capital gains exemption as well. Like now that's the big one, that, Nizam, uh, right? Nizam, that's the big one. Because the dividends, you know, that's an annual cash flow conversation that's going on. The big one is that people who have built a business and have want to sell it and have had multiple shareholders within the family, let's use that as an example, um, and they, they're hoping to get a, a capital gains exemption of potentially starting off at $1.6 million for two people, that to have that basically go down to half, that's that's huge. That's a huge, huge hit to people who want to sell their business. It is. So it'll be interesting to see if they have any grandfathering clauses in there uh, uh, to at least uh, people have been planning this for years. Uh, so they are quite upset over this, understandably so. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see what they do for existing shareholders, uh, if anything, uh, on the uh, on the lifetime capital gains exemption. But at the same time, they may be looking at uh, potentially uh, what the, uh, what individuals have traditionally been taking out, even as regular dividends as well, so that may or may not be a consideration that uh, uh, go forward. So this is targeted at all business owners. This isn't just professional corporations. Uh, you know, as the perhaps some people were under the impression, this is being extended to all corporations, correct? Yeah. So initially, uh, it looked like they were only going to target uh, professional corporations, doctors, uh, accountants, uh, uh, other professionals as well. Uh, but now the way it seems to be written is it's going to uh, impact anybody with uh, really a small business uh, corporation uh, as well. And so right now they have this this paper out. They're looking for public feedback? Uh, I think they're, uh, the, the way I read it, it seems that they've, they've basically decided this is what they're going to do. They're going to take in public feedback. Uh, it's open for comment in terms of how they administer it. But what they want is they want some sort of uh, uh, equalization, whether you're uh, whether uh, you're making your uh, uh, in terms of income sprinkling. So whether you're taking it out of the corporation or you're getting it as, as straight as an employee, they already have integration rules in place in terms of if you were going to take money out of a corporation. Now they seem to want to further this as a uh, you know that special uh, initial person who's uh, you know the, the connected person to the corporation. They want to extend it. Uh, to to be that that one individual should be taking out the full amount of income rather than getting the benefit of uh, using their family members to uh, to minimize uh, each individual's uh, uh, or maximize the use of each individual's tax bracket. Do you see this in in the business community as a deterrent to go into business? Because you know when we heard about the interest or the you know, marginal tax rates going up in Alberta and in Canada. Um, the first thing we heard was, well, people are just going to leave this country. And it doesn't happen that way. Most people stay in the country. Most people pay their share. Um, they're just, they just go with status quo. Do you see a change happening in the business community because of these tax changes? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's big disincentives here. Uh, really, why these, these, uh, these things seem to have been in place initially was to encourage people to take risks, go into business, be, uh, uh, be innovative. Uh, with their businesses as well. So it was a way of compensating them. Uh, what the, because a lot of these business owners, people don't realize is, they, uh, you know, when you compare them to, a, to an employee, employees have, you know, their employers provide uh, private health plans for them. Uh, they, they, uh, if you're, if you're going to do a private health plan as a, a self-employed individual for your business, you have to pay that out of your own profits. Same thing with, you know, vacation days, uh, you know, you take a few weeks off, employees get that paid sick days employees get that paid as well 
whereas uh, if you're in business for yourself, uh, you don't get paid uh, if you take a vacation. Uh, you lose uh, if you if your uh, you know uh, severance packages are available to employees as well. Whereas if you lose a customer, that's that's your your loss uh, as a self-employed individual. Same thing with uh, you know maternity leave or paternity leave. You know you can take 12 months or even 18 months off now uh, if you're employed. You know as a business owner, if you don't service your clients or your customers for for that amount of time, they're likely not going to accept you back as their as their uh, professional. So there's a lot of things that uh, that uh, self-employed and uh, small business owners uh, do have to consider. They're not compensated for. So th- this was one way around it. Uh, whereas uh, now they're uh, th- now they're looking at if, you know if you're not going to get compensated for the risk that you're taking, is there incentive to to be in business for yourself, especially in in uh, Canada? Yeah. Would you would you suggest or recommend people to restructure their tax planning now, given that this paper out? Or, or should they hold off until it becomes law? Uh, I think, uh, well, you know, the next uh, six months is a great time to, to take a look at your structure. We're going to get this information as, as it goes through the process. Uh, but uh, uh, for the uh, income sprinkling, that, uh, th- those rules are probably not going to be in place until uh, 2018. So we have another uh, uh, few months to address that and at least take advantage of the rules that are existing right now. Uh, and uh, we will be restructuring. In the accounting world, we always uh, get, uh, get uh, you know, whenever they, they close uh, one uh, one uh, avenue, we always look for other avenues to, to try and address it. So uh, we will be planning uh, as accountants uh, around this, uh, but uh, definitely need to uh, speak to your accountant to make sure uh, you are aware of the new rules. You don't want to get, first of all, caught offside uh, uh, next year or, or, you know, near the end of this year. Uh, but uh, you want to talk to your accountant, your professional advisor, to make sure that you're able to take advantage of whatever uh, rules do exist for, for small business corporations. Nizam, we'll end it there. Thanks for your time today. Happy to be here. We've been joined by Nizam Shijani, Senior Partner with Shijani LLP Chartered Professional Accountants. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about tax, planning, financial planning, income, and lifestyle planning at our upcoming seminar on July 25th. It's all about structuring to bulletproof your retirement, making sure your retirement does not have any major impacts for the long term. And that's on Tuesday, July 25th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethemoneyradio.com. If you're a farmer, stick around for our next uh, segment. We want to talk about some of the unique challenges of retiring from a farm. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.